Hello and welcome to episode 58 of the Offline Gamer. I'm Ray. I'm Matt. And today we have uh, a lovely interview for you. We do. With our good friend Pete and James regarding their latest Kickstarter uh, adventure. Yes, that's uh, Tessera. That'll be out around about hopefully the time you hear this as long as I can get it edited in time. It launches on the 18th of November, but uh, you'll hear about that a bit later on. Um, they talk about it. And also I asked them about how uh, their other uh, projects have gone that they've launched, they've had, because they've had a couple. They did obviously Tranquility, which we talked about before, but um, they did a print and play a few weeks ago as well. So we'll just have a little chat about everything that's been going on at the Board Game Hub and, uh, and their new game. So, yeah, that'll be coming up in a little bit. I thought, you know, it's, we haven't. We're not doing a full episode this week. We'll we'll get one done as soon as we can. But I thought it'd be nice for us to have a little catch up because uh, there's been a few things going on in the last few weeks that we've partaken in. Yes, yes, indeed, you do. First up is, as I mentioned in our last episode, uh, we did a eight-hour charity stream on Twitch for uh, the Raise Your Game event for Dementia UK. And uh, we raised £500. Woohoo! And I got a lovely certificate in the post commemorating uh, the money I'd raised. So that was very nice of them. That's very that's very fun. Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Put it on the website? Oh, I could do, couldn't I? I'd have to scan it in. I wonder if there's a digital version I can get. I wonder if I email them and say, can I get a PDF of this? Uh, that's not a bad idea. I might ask them that. So let's talk about the head of day went, I suppose. Um, I was there for the whole thing as the host, and my bum was very sore by the end of it, I must say. Uh, Karen sitting alongside me, and then various other people jumping in and out as the day went on, including uh, you, Ray. Yes, I I, uh, made some appearances. You did? Yes, and we played some games. You did. Well, I've got a list of the games I played here. So less than less than I originally planned because there was another couple of games that we were going to play, but uh, we just ran out of time because uh, some of them took a bit longer than expected. So we started off with Carcassonne, the app, which you didn't play that, did you? You, didn't, you weren't around for that. No, I got in just as you were finishing up. Yeah. Uh, so then we loaded TTS and played Flux which uh, I think worked pretty well, um, and that was uh, that was where you joined in. Yep. Uh, me, you, and Karen playing that. Uh, we played just standard Flux, didn't we? We didn't play with any of the uh, expansions. Yeah, I think it was oh, just... Sorry, not expansions, editions, rather. Yeah, we just played regular regular Flux, and I won. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, you did. Well, I think, well, me and Karen won at the same time. Oh, you did, didn't you? That's right, because it was the, um, what was it, have more than seven cards in your hand goal, or ten cards, was it, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. I think it was just um, have a have ten cards in your hand. Yeah. I mean, the important thing is from that, from your perspective, you both beat me, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, then we played the app version of Ticket to Ride, so not in TTS, the actual app. That's when Harry joined in. Yes. Because uh, I'm just watching the video and, uh, yeah, it's got us on stage and Harry. And, uh, yeah, who won that? Can you remember? Um, 
not me. No, just I think it was Harry. It, no. You think it was? You think it was beginner's luck? Well, I was I was leading most of the way, and then I got overtaken, which was very annoying. Oh no, it was me. I won. Oh, okay. There you go. I won. You came second. Karen was third, and Harry was last. So ignore that. Yeah, I got 106 points. You got 93. 81 for Karen. 75 for Harry. Sorry, player 5890490. Yeah. Uh, after that, we played Pandem. Uh, no, we played... L- well, we were supposed to play Love Letter next, but I think I rejigged the order. So we played Pandemic next, which was uh, me, you. No, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. It was me, Karen, Paul and Harry, I think. Yeah. And we did horrendously badly. And, uh, yeah, we ended up, uh, you know, killing everyone because we couldn't handle all the outbreaks. So, yes, lots of cube spreading going on there, unfortunately. Terrible, terrible. I know. We're awful. Uh, after that, Jacob from work joined joined in. Uh, I say from work. Everyone, everyone is from work, really, aren't they? Because yeah. <laughs> we all work together in some way. Uh, but that was, yeah, me, Karen, Paul, and Jacob. And we had a good play of Alba from uh, ITB. So they sent us a pre-release copy or an alpha copy of the ebook. So Alba is a choose-your-own-adventure style game, but with elements of RPG. So you've got an inventory and you've got skills that you can level up if you do certain things in the game. Um, and based on the choices that you make, you'll go to a page and it'll say, this is what happens. Oh, and you've picked up this item or you've gained knowledge about this. And then you can use those items and knowledge to uh, better um, progress through the story. And uh, the good thing is it's replayable because you can make different choices and different things will happen happen in the story. So if you want to know more about that, watch the watch the video. Um, as I, the, the whole Twitch stream is on uh, is on our channel. Uh, youtube.com forward slash the offline gamer uh, and the alba playthrough starts at around the four hour mark so if you want to skip to that because i you know i don't know how many people are going to watch the whole eight hour thing back there's, there's a, i guess there's a difference between watching an eight hour live stream and then watching it back at a later date you don't really want to watch the whole thing do you yeah i suppose so uh, but alba's coming to kickstarter soon so we'll have some more information about that when it when it launches uh after that we played a love letter were you around for love letter yes i was so that was the app version of love letter i know it's weird seeing your you i'm watching you your picture on the screen but it's not you now so it's like you're talking but you're not talking Mm. it's weird spooky yeah um, no, I like the app version of Love Letter. I like the animations on the cards and, and everything. And uh, it does a good job, I think, of keeping everyone updated as to what's going on and what cards have been revealed and, and things like that. So uh, that worked out rather nicely. And then to finish the evening off, which took us an hour and a half, believe it or not, we started playing it at uh, 6 hours and 20. And then we finished it after the 8 hour mark. So we had one game of Dale of Merchants took us over 90 minutes to play, which considering it's supposed to be a fast deck builder. Um, but we were explaining the game to Harry as well as we went along because he'd never played it before. But um, Yeah, and I think it, it adds some timing. It adds some extra time when you're doing it on 
uh, tabletop simulator because you got to figure yeah, out how to click the right buttons to do the right things at the right time and all this sort of jazz. Yeah. It's a it's a good mod though. It's an official one, which is which is always a bonus because mm. a lot of the mods on TTS are unofficial. Uh, and uh, also it's got some good scripting as well so you to help you choose the animal decks that you want so you can just put them out pull them out and then click on a button and it'll shuffle them and fill the marketplace up for you and everything automatically and there are buttons that do all that stuff uh, as you play the game so um so yeah that was really really cool uh, i can't remember who won that um i think i was one move away from winning i don't think it was me Oh, it was Karen. Um, so, yeah, as I say, we raised £500 uh, in all, £404 on the day. And then uh, I got a couple more donations in afterwards. So that uh, brought us up to the rain 500. So, thank you for everyone who watched, uh, took part in the Twitch live chat and uh, donated. It is very much appreciated. Uh, and I think I've said before, the Dementia UK charity is one that's very close to me due to a uh, family member suffering from it. So, uh, so yeah, I think that went uh, extremely well. Considering my target initially was only to raise a hundred pound, yeah, I think uh, we did all right. And thank you, Ray, for uh, taking part and uh, your contribution. You're welcome. And then a few days ago, um, due to my patronage on Patreon, we had our own special offline gamer edition of Board Game Smackdown with James Cook. Ooh. You say that as if you weren't there, but you were there. I was there, yeah. I'm hyping <laughs> it up for the peeps. Uh, the peeps, yes. Yes, the, so, the uh, listener peeps. <laughs> so this is on our YouTube channel, and it's only about an hour long, so it's a much more manageable watch than the, an eight-hour Twitch stream. And in Board Game Smackdown, we played Forbidden Island and The Mind. Oh, Forbidden Island, we were so close to winning. It's unbearable. I know. We were very, very close. Although we did, we did house rule the um, get, taking and giving of cards, didn't we? So I don't a, think a it would bit. have quite been that close if we'd have <laughs> done it properly. <laughs> so in the end, it made no difference at all. Yeah. In the end, karma got the better of us. It did. Uh, and uh, then we played the mind. Where did we get to? We got to level three, didn't we? But we never got past level three. Yeah. And it always makes me laugh. It must be... I, I mean, when I'm watching it, I enjoy it. So it's just weird just seeing people just stare at each other and decide, can't can't decide what to do. How did you find uh, Bill Gaines back then? Did you have a good time? Yeah, I enjoyed it. It's good fun. It was. James is a good host as well. Yeah. So, uh, yes, if you want to know more about Board Game Smackdown, then boardgamesmackdown.com. But as I say, you can watch our video at youtube.com forward slash the offline gamer. And, uh, yeah. Have a have a laugh at our expense for an hour while we. Uh, oh well, the problem is we've 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 given away the result. We shouldn't have told people we lost. The suspense, you see. I'm sure people can uh, enjoy the journey, even if they understand where we're going. Already, <laughs> yeah. Well said, Ray. Well said. Yes. Speaking of journeys, Ray, I had a chat with, as we said at the beginning of the show, Pete and James about their journey. In making board games. Ooh. <laughs> you don't have to humor me. You can just <laughs> say, Matt, that was terrible. No, no, no. I'm not going to be mean. 
was it okay? It was an adequate segue. It was an adequate. It was adequate segue. Yeah. So yeah, we have a good old chat about Kickstarter gaming, what they've been playing, uh, what their future plans are. So uh, we'll just go and have a listen to that now, and we'll uh, be back on the other side. So, gentlemen, welcome back. It's been a while. Yeah, well, not not so long for me, but yeah, quite a while since you uh, <laughs> since you got to speak to uh, James. It's a while since I yeah. saw you, Matt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, since you <laughs> sat in my car. Yes, yes. Very comfortable it was too. Yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> but this is obviously uh, not in person, as the current times uh, dictate. We can't see each other, but. Um, yeah, it's nice to see you both again, virtually. <laughs> so, uh, what's been going on since then? Since uh, since we saw you at the Great Indoors, um, Tranquility has funded, shipped, all done and dusted. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it just, I mean, it's still exciting. If I'm honest, um, I, I'm still refreshing the the BGG page. I don't know, <laughs> a couple of times a day, just to see if there's a new comment. <laughs> no, <laughs> at least once a week, just to just to kind of. Just kind of keep updated, um, and it's exciting just to see it uh, kind of build momentum and um, find new fans. And, and we've had some really, really positive comments. It's it's a dream of a designer, really, to to see the kind of comments that that we've had for Tranquility. It's it's been so positive. Um, so yeah, very very exciting, very exciting. Good, and Pete. How would you rate it from a publisher's point of view? Did everything go as smoothly as you had hoped? Oh, yeah, given right. the given the global <laughs> pandemic that happened halfway can through, I, can campaign. I laugh in the background? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, obviously, global pandemics don't help. Um, I have learned a lot during this campaign. Um, you know, uh, some things haven't gone so well. Uh, the one thing that absolutely has gone well is that uh, the reception for it has been fantastic, as James said. And you know, people have been really kind about the design, about the artwork, about everything that goes with it, the play mats. Um, so yeah, in a way we're, you know, we could not be happier with how tranquility has gone, but hopefully there'll be uh, some things that go more smoothly in future. <laughs> yes. How has the momentum been since the campaign ended? Have there still been sales and people talking about it? They have a like fair that? bit. Yeah. I mean, we're in a slightly interesting situation in that, you know, we've got plenty of copies to sell ourselves and we got, we've got about 300 into distribution so far in the UK which is lovely. Um, and we've got, uh, you know, we approached several retailers uh, independently as well in the UK and uh, overseas. Um, but, you know, we've never really fully announced this, but we signed a couple of licensing deals, which basically means that we're not really at liberty to be doing distribution outside the UK because of the agreements. So mm -hmm. there is momentum and there are still sales coming in, um, but it'll be almost, I should imagine, like a second wave when, you know, in January, February time, you should see actually quite a few more uh, language versions going out all over the world. So that that should see another spike, hopefully, in uh, in interest. Don't don't use phrases like second wave and spike. Oh dear, not, not the moment. <laughs> that is a very bad choice of language. <laughs> but the UK distribution, I think, has gone out. Um, it's it just seems to have hit shops in the UK just recently. Um, mm. And I've had a few friends say, "Oh, look what's turned up at my local board game store." So. So that's, I mean, how uh, thrilling is that for a designer? Yeah, that is that is exciting. Um, I only wish I could actually leave the house and go and mm. see what on the shelf, but but it'll come, it'll come. <laughs> so it's getting about, it's getting about, it's set sail. <laughs> and yeah, and to be fair, you know, we haven't really pushed the reviews really hard um, 
actually a few copies have gone sort of out in the last couple of weeks. Um, so hopefully then we will see, you know, more more reviews and more interest regenerating, which would be very nice. You, did you, see, you saw my unboxing video, didn't you? What did you think of the uh, the nice little uh, an, animations I did at the beginning? Lovely. The, very, uh... very nice. <laughs> I wasn't so impressed that you used pretty much the whole of the Kickstarter video with my terrible voiceover on it. It's a wonderful voiceover. <laughs> Never I again. Think Ray said, I think Ray said it's the most calm they've ever heard you. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. I was putting on a Radio 4 sort of uh, presenter voice. <laughs> It was nice. I thought it suited you, Peter. It was, it was good. Well, thank you very much. Well, uh, yes, I won't be going into voiceovers as a, a side <laughs> a side hustle. Okay, so that's looking at the past. Let's look at the future then. That's why, why you're both here. Um, you've got a new project coming soon. In fact, probably on the, the day of this episode going out, if I'm oh, not mistaken. Yeah, very soon. Um, yeah. Wednesday, 8pm, uh, I believe. Um, and I had forgotten how sort of nervous, excited I, I got. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I felt this way about tranquility, but it, it, it's kind of been so long that I'm, I'm, uh, I'd forgotten how kind of like nervous I think I must have got. Um, and I'm doing exactly the same thing that I did for tranquility, where I'm calculating exactly how many sales we need to be able to pass the uh, pass the funding mark and, um, and how long that's going to take and how many people I know that might, do me a favor and buy a copy and you know all that all that kind of stuff that you get just before a, a kickstarter launches but it's very very exciting and um and this is one of my favorite parts is where the reviews start trickling in um and you start because it's ah oh, it's very nerve-wracking when when you when you've got something and you think it's quite good and and you've shown it to a few people and and they say it's quite good but you start by playing it safe you know um I show it to my family and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is good. And I, and I show it to Meg, my wife, and she says, no, it's rubbish. Don't do anything with it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and I show it to Peter and Peter goes, yeah, yeah, I like it. Let's do something with it. But but it's not really got outside of the bubble much. Do you, do you think, Peter? Yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. It, even, even early days of uh, tranquility and hush and whatever, you know, it, people were seeing it at conventions and stuff and – and this time around, it's just, it's all online. You know, we've had a fair number of people play tested, including, you know, online conventions, but it's, it's not the same. So yeah, you're right. It, it, it does feel a little bit, not almost, to, not to increase your nerves or anything, but it's, <laughs> well, sure. I mean, it would be, yeah, I, I can't deny it would have been nicer to get this uh, to a few conventions. I'm sure that would have helped, but uh, yeah, yeah. Fairly, fairly confident, <laughs> as confident as you can be before this sort of thing goes, but. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I just, just, I'm excited. It's very exciting to get the reviews in, um, and we've had one or two really positive ones already, um, and that's just, um, very, very exciting and very, uh, um, what's the word? I was thinking humbling, maybe. Yes, humbling. Relief, relief is the word I'm looking for. <laughs> it's, mm. it's relief that other people are enjoying it, because um, you know you sit and you think you've got something good on your hands, but until you get it out there. And have loads of other people trying it. You know, you, you don't know, and um, and and the reviews are so important that it's it's. I've just been sat on the edge of my seat, and <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's good. It's good. I think the important thing I got out of that brief uh, conversation was that you trust Peter more than you trust your wife. Um, <laughs> Careful. Well, um, <laughs> in matters of board games, maybe. Um, 
Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think Meg is a harsh yeah. critic. Let's be let's put it that Meg, way. Meg is a very harsh critic, and to be fair to to be fair to Tessera, she said, "I don't like it, but I think that people will like it." Um, yeah, yeah. And she she is my uh, acid test when it comes to game designs. It has to get past Meg first, and then it goes to Peter. Um, yeah. Usually, usually. Uh, unless it sits there waiting for her to try it for so long that I just go to Peter anyway. But um, but yeah, she 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 uh, has very high standards. Um, she's not a huge gamer. Um, very very casual. I'll coerce her into playing some, and the one she likes, she loves. And um, so if it gets past Meg, I know I'm onto something good. Because <laughs> my my standards I guess, I guess are much it... lower. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that it, I guess as a designer, that's an interesting thing. You have to figure out if someone doesn't like your game because they just don't like it because it's not their thing, or whether it's a bad game. Yeah, it's it's very useful to have people around me who are not hugely into games. And mm-hmm. um, if I take it to other gamers and uh, people who like some gamers just love games, so you can put almost anything in front of them and and they'll find something to enjoy, right? Um, and and others, uh, and I think Peter probably falls into this camp, uh, will look at it and, and he sees a lot of potential. Um, so, you know, he'll, he'll pick out what's good about it and, and if he thinks it's worth working on, we, you know, we, we can progress it. Um, but I try and get as close as I can to something finished first. Um, at least, well, I say to myself that I try to do that before I take it to Peter. Usually I get too excited and just send it to him. <laughs> but... Um, but but it's helpful to have people around me who, who aren't massively into games because they are like almost your general public, you know, yeah. your average punter sort of thing. And and if they say, yeah, this is fun, then I'm thinking that I'm onto something onto something good. Um, and Meg falls, well, Meg's a reluctant punter, so she definitely falls into that category. <laughs> um, but my parents also do a, an awful lot of testing with me and, and give me very honest feedback um, from from people who aren't hugely into games it's a useful sounding board definitely okay well let's let's talk about uh, tesla then what give us the pitch what can you tell us about it um you go peter i've been doing too much talking (laughs) (laughs) yes so it is a it is a a domino's style game but using cards because you have uh, a grid area on a board uh, ostensibly what you're doing in this game is you are trying to curry the favor of the gods by uh, making mosaics in their honor basically so you're laying down and we call it domino style because it's a it's a, a rectangular card and it's split into two with one design on either side that is honoring one uh, two different gods and then you're obviously you're trying to match up the tiles with what's on the board. So on your turn, all you're doing is uh, you play a card anywhere you like into the grid. If you then match up one or both colours with what's already there, then you get <clears throat> either to score points or to improve your multiplier. And so the way that the scoring works at the end of the game, you have a player board in front of you with five columns and they number from one to five. So during the game, you're trying to score points. And when you take points for a certain god, then you put them into the column where the god's token is. So if they're in the number one column and you just matched four tiles, then you put four in there and it's going to be worth four points. Fine. But if instead, earlier in the game, you are instead not scoring straight away and you're instead increasing the multiplier, you get the multiplier up to three in that situation and then score four, you are now getting four times three for 12 points. 
So this is the domino style thing. But what people are really enjoying, at least um, a few of the reviewers have said this now, and that feels fairly unique, is that you're allowed to uh, partially or wholly cover existing cards on the board. So you're not just matching stuff up, but you're also playing over areas. And that opens up lots of tactical possibilities, including a lot of um, to and fro with your opponent or opponents trying to sort of improve your areas and uh, worsen the colours that you think they're going for. So, yeah, it's uh, and I should mention the Roman mythology theme. So you've got seven gods in the game and that's uh, yes. And the, the board is uh, a, sort of a temple floor. Ah, OK. It's uh, yeah. I, I mean, I was really surprised by it. Unique wasn't really a word that I thought of when I when I thought about this game. I mean, and tra- tranquility almost like I haven't seen many games where, you you know, you play some cards into a big grid like that. Um, but but I hadn't really thought of this one as like a unique sort of idea, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot out there where, mm-hmm. you know, where you are building in that way, particularly when it's a, a shared space. Um, so the board is constantly changing. You know, the, the grid itself, particularly for the two-player, it, it's really not that big. Um, so you, you are forced to play on top of things that are already out there. So the, the board is constantly sort of ebbing and flowing um, between the different favoring the different gods and um, and uh my favorite part is 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 the kind of pushy look element which i was saying to peter the other day was a total accident really a total design fluke but but uh you know you, you you're pushing your look in that you want to score big um, and you don't want the board to change uh until you've had the opportunity to score big but the longer you keep pushing your multipliers up so i can match and you know, increase my multiplier, match and increase my multiplier. And then hopefully I'm going to be able to use all these blue uh, Neptune spaces on the board to, to score really, really big. Um, but if your opponent comes along and starts covering them up too soon, I've I've pushed all my multipliers to a times five in the hope of scoring big. And now the opportunity is gone and I'm left with with very little. And, and that and that pushy look um, is, is really what makes it, in my opinion. Um, mm. That and... And all the tactical blocking of your opponent and seeing where they're going to score and, and preempting what they're going to do. There's a bit of, especially in the two player, there's a bit of kind of mind reading um, of where you think your opponent's trying to go. Uh, yeah. Okay, that sounds really that sounds really cool. Um, okay, this one is one for you then, I guess, Pete. From a, I guess, logistical publication uh, dis, uh, production sort of perspective, what are you going to do differently in this campaign or what have you learned from the last one? Um, ooh. <clears throat> oh, well, for starters, I've learned that I thought that keeping things simple by doing fulfillment ourselves was, you know, that was a, a good way to go. I've, I've clearly learned that that's maybe not the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I shall be very happy to, uh, I shall, you know, we'll send off the files to uh, long pack in China to manufacture and then everything will be taken care of by somebody else. <laughs> so that's definitely something I'll enjoy. Um, how many copies of Tranquility did you have to post out in the end? Oh, how many copies? Um, yeah. oh, oh, probably uh, three thousand plus. And you, did you did you do all? Well, I presume you didn't do every single one by hand. Um, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah they were all done oh, okay. by hand, but it wasn't just me. Emma, you know, obviously pitched in. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, when lockdown allowed, my my parents came and helped a little bit. Yeah, every <laughs> copy out by hand. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So uh, <laughs> you can't yeah. even imagine, can you? Can you imagine that many boxes in a room? No. Three thousand copies. It's just. Well, we quickly oh, learned that actually, yes, you, you fit far fewer boxes into a large room than you might think. <laughs> yeah. I thought I might be able to do batches of sort of a thousand at a time. And wow, you are nowhere near having the room for that unless you were in a mansion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's why you had to move house to make all the space for the games. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, <laughs> with a whole loft conversion to play with and it still was far too tight. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah, I mean, okay. um, I yeah, we didn't make all that many mistakes. There were just things that could have gone better, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, for your first time, I think it went really, really well. I don't think you could have done any better, considering you didn't know really what you were letting yourself in for. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, well, you didn't know what you were doing, and that's just perfectly true. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd... It, it was very much, you know, out of my comfort zone, and, yeah, James and I sort of got into this together now, and, you know, hopefully things will, will build on that success and that... Um, you know, people appreciate that Tranquility wasn't a perfect campaign, but they like the way that we're trying to do things. You know, so yeah. the way the way we we go about projects and communication and the attitude behind it and stuff, I think people got on board with that. So yeah, hopefully, I mean, communication is 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 key, isn't it? I mean, you know, you've heard me talk about it plenty of times about the campaigns, and you go six months without hearing anything from anyone. And I know you had you know a few bad comments on your campaign, but that's just natural. You're never going to have to please everyone 100 percent of the time, are you? No, no. But, but if you can bear it to just level with people and telling everyone exactly what's going on, I, I just think it's inexcusable to go anywhere near that long without saying something. That's yeah. yeah that's just not respecting your backers. And I, I think I think some of the negative comments you had were uh, were as a result of the circumstances. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I mean. We, we entered a global pandemic and people were saying, where are my copies? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, I know. we're trying, I promise, <laughs> you know. Um, and and we, were, we were lucky because an awful lot of backers were uh, extremely understanding um, and very tolerant. And, you know, there, there were one, well, you know, one or two who, who quite rightly were asking questions as to when things would be done. Um, but, you know, I think Peter did a great job with the, with the communication. And as you say, I think a lot of people kind of bought into the, your ethos really i mean it was it was your intention from the beginning to be no nonsense you know um this is what we're doing this is how we do it and and your your tagline is no nonsense publishing and i think people definitely respected that Uh, and what about the campaign itself Uh, uh, what did you learn from the actual um process of going through kickstarter and and you know the pledge levels and all that kind of thing oh yeah well i think there's a lot to be said for keeping it simple and i know i sort of there's keeping it simple and then there's just making wrong decisions. So fulfilling ourselves wasn't simple. So that, that was an error. But um, it, like having simple pledge levels where it's very clear what you're buying, you know, not, not 10 different pledge levels with optional add-ins and stuff. You know, that, that gets very messy. People don't know what yeah. they're backing. Uh, it's confusing. So definitely simplicity is, is good. Uh, yeah. Um, I had another answer to that. And it's temporarily gone out of my head. That's I'm not like you at all. <laughs> hey, it's ten to wait, and my brain switched off an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's talk about the pledge levels and funding goals and things for this campaign. Then, have you got that all nailed down, ready to go? Pretty much, you know. Uh, as true to form, there are a couple of things that are going down to the wire in terms of uh, <laughs> being absolutely happy with. I mean, for instance, uh, I've been sort of bugging. Um, the manufacturer for the last few weeks saying, you know, 
this is when we're, we're, we're going live and all the rest of it. And we needed a, a revised quote because the spec changed a bit and all the rest of it. Um, <laughs> when I finally got a call from Shanghai this morning and found six emails from them in my junk. Whoops. <laughs> um, well, anyway, it was good because the information was just all there, ready for me to see it. But yes, that was unfortunate. Um, yeah. In terms of pledge levels, it's dead easy. Uh, we're pretty much, we've got a single pledge level. It's 18 pounds. I think we're, I think we're doing one that's another, it's maybe one or two pounds that'll get you into the pledge manager. But apart from that, single copy um people will be able to buy more i dare say when we run the pledge manager next year um funding total i can't absolutely guarantee it's not going to change but if, if it's going anywhere it's going slightly down we, we're asking for fifteen thousand. so yeah that's that's where we are with the yeah, where we are with that okay cool i was gonna i forgot what i was gonna ask now <laughs> ask me ask me whether he's good to work with matt Please I asked you that last year and you said yes. I mean, I'd be interested to know if your opinions changed in the last well, 12 months. It's dreadful, terrible, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I think um, I think we work well together. Um, you, last time you asked us, Matt, we, you asked us separately, you see. Yes, uh, that's whereas, true. Whereas now I've got the pressure of Peter being able to hear exactly what I'm saying at the time that I'm like saying it. Yeah, it's not like I wasn't going to hear what you said eventually. <laughs> no, this is true. This is true. Um, no, I think he's he's a Peter's a delight to work with, and this is a a call up to anybody who's designing um, and and has something that they want to uh, want to take forward. And uh, I just I just can't recommend him highly enough. Um, and we've uh, worked together on a few other other projects and looked into other designers and and. Even people that Peter hasn't signed, you know, have said, "Look, I've had offers from other people, but I'm kind of holding out because I really want to go with you guys." Um, mm. And I think I think that's the the genuine nature that that Peter brings, and that you know, his his goal of um, you know just bringing first, well, not just first time designers, but but you know, new games to the market and, and bringing the best out of every project that he does just just comes across so. Uh, so clearly um, and yeah he's a pleasure to work with oh dear oh, <laughs> crikey well, well we'll put that on my gravestone slightly um you know abridged version <laughs> sorry sorry peter sorry i'm not yeah, sure well, where that came from it was it was it was a joke that turned into, <laughs> <laughs> turned into a dedication sorry sorry uh okay um i mean i could ask you pete what you think of james but i think you've already uh said plenty of times so how how much good you team. enjoy his uh, yeah, yeah. And i'll, I'll keep it very brief but yes a good team i think james is a, a a very good designer to be fair i've lucked out on that respect and he challenges me on some things and that's good we challenge each other and uh yeah i mean not every game that james designs is going to end up being published by me because some will be better than others and some i think won't be a good fit but so far so good well, on that note, in between uh, these two campaigns, you ran another one, didn't you? A small little print and play. Yeah, little lily pads. <laughs> um, yes. So obviously, James came up with this during the you know the major lockdown that is the first one that we had, and uh, the the ideal scenario was that we would get it made quite quickly. And this is the point of the print and play was that we could just release it immediately once it was ready, so that people could 
printed off, make it themselves and play it at home. Uh, and it was one to two players, which is perfect for a lockdown when you're socially distancing from everybody. You know, but even a simple little game and with a print and play, it still takes time and, and, and money and effort to, to get the rules together, to test it, to get the artwork done, etc. So, yeah, we, we got that done in the end and uh, actually just in time for this lockdown. <laughs> um, but, yeah, ah. we were pleased with that, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm still reeling about like, dedication. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where, where that came from. Um yeah, Lilypad was a was a funny little thing, really, um, because it almost required more work than the two bigger projects in many ways. Like it it it, it presented more designer challenges to me than than the other two that kind of came so fluidly. Um, and Lilypads, with every card being unique, it, it I had to really do some experimenting with the testing to even though it was so small, right, to, to kind of, like, make sure that everything kind of fit together and, and, that, and that the powers kind of complemented each other. Um, uh, to the point, it, it almost became frustrating. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm really quite pleased with it in the end because it, it, it uh, isn't the normal way that I would go about designing. So I was, I was quite – it was quite satisfying to do something different, um, I think. Uh, is is where that's going? <laughs> um, do, you have, do you have any plans to do anything else like that? Then, because I mean, I guess from a from a, a funding point of view, there's there's no you know you don't have to buy materials or pay for shipping or anything like that. It's, once the game is done and created, that's it. You can just email it to everyone. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, but hand in hand with that goes presumably reduced income from it. Um, yeah, well, yeah. It's definitely something we'll we'll consider. I think in future. It, it, you know, you judge every project on its on its merits, really. Mm-hmm. So, you know, James came up with lily pads, and we both thought this was a good fit for a little print and play. So we did it, and yeah, I I don't have a particular you know precise blueprint for exactly the kind of games that we'll want to do going forward. But if uh, the right design came along, then I yeah, I'd definitely do another one. It's still yeah, it's still I suppose time is money, and and it's a cliche, but it is kind of true. And um, and it's not without cost because you still need artwork and all the rest of it. Yeah. So. But yeah, no, I, I would definitely leave that door open. Uh, on the subject of art, who's done the art for uh, Tessera? This is wonderful Rory Muldoon, who is he's done he's, he's done a few games now the artwork, but he's also got his own uh, game design scorer with Inside the Box. Um, so he did the artwork for Tinder Blocks, which you oh, should yeah. be familiar with. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. and the art and design for Scorer, and maybe some others, which I can't recall. But yeah, r- really useful to have around, because not only is he great graphically, but he obviously he thinks like a designer. So he was really able, you know, we went to him and we said, we're really struggling here. We can't get past the the cloth theme so we had the originally where you you know you're making a, a fabric cloth and it worked and it was nice um i i was just slightly underwhelmed by it i wanted to see what else was you know what was out there but we're obviously not just trying to find a theme to to paste onto the game we wanted it to actually feel like it worked thematically and and he came up with four options and we yeah we were I think I eventually talked James around enough for this <laughs> mythology temple theme, um, which probably wouldn't be the theme that either one of us would have chosen if you were saying, what kind of theme would you like to make a game of? It wouldn't necessarily be the first one you'd pick, but it just seemed to work really nicely. And then we were able to sort of tail- tailor the art and 
and you know just just make sure it blended with the game really nicely. So yeah, we're really pleased to work with Rory. Yeah, Rory's a, a bit of a genius, uh, to be <laughs> frank. Um, and as Peter said, he, he's he's really useful because because of his designer uh, tendencies as well. So he he understands you know the, the process and, and where we were coming from. Um, and yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't fully sold on the God theme until I saw Rory's artwork, and then I was like, oh, this is this is brilliant. Um, and I think the game feels quite classic. Um, and I, I, I'm not trying to sound modest when I say that. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to inflate, but, but like it, it's, it's so simple in terms of decision spaces, um, and, 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 and the design feels quite. Uh, oh, I, I don't know why I want to use that word, and I'm, I'm not the only one who's used it. You know, some of the reviewers are coming back with the word sort of. It, it feels sort of classic, and yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And and and. Rory's artwork just complements that beautifully. Um, he was he was the right man for the job, uh, to be truthful. Um, and I think we've looked out three times in a row, really, <laughs> getting just the right just the right person for the for the job. And I see. I know. I know what you mean about the classic feel. It feels like a, you know a game that's been around for years, as opposed to a, a brand new one. Yeah, it's 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 his geometry. He's, he's quite a geometric artist, and 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 the game being what it is, and and the weight just down to the way that it plays really suits the kind of geometric style that, that Rory, that Rory uses. Um, and yeah, I think he's, I think he's knocked out of the park with this one. Awesome. So, uh, as you say, it's coming to start on the 18th, uh, which should be the day that everyone hears this. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, people should, uh, just go to kickstart and look for Tesla. There'll be a link to this in the uh, show notes for this episode. Um, so before we go, I've just got a couple of other questions for you, but they're not related to this. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious during lockdown, are there any games that you've been playing that you would recommend to people or what you've, what you've got recently that, uh, that you're looking forward to playing? I, I've bought an awful lot of games that are <laughs> on the shelf <laughs> because I now don't have anybody to play them with. Um, more of the playtime that I do have has now become play testing time play test time yeah. um, and so so the games that i've bought that i'm really looking forward to playing are just sat quietly and patiently waiting on my on my shelf <laughs> what about you peter <laughs> <laughs> um well anybody knows my gaming taste is it's pretty much medium plus euros is my is my favorite sort of genre and so yeah there's been a few that have come in through the door and i've played a lot of what i've been in <laughs> trying to do actually recently is buying games that i've played with somebody else somebody else's copy and enjoyed but then i you know i've not had it myself and and, and i like that because it means i i don't necessarily i don't have to learn the game from zero rules I, I i have a pretty good idea how it works so i hate learning rules so a couple of games like that yokohama and heaven and ale oh sort of puzzly efficiency euro games really interesting way of scoring in heaven and ale and a really nice spatial pattern in yokohama and i have to put a shout out for the key series by well richard breeze and sebastian bleasdale so key flower is the most famous one i played it a couple of times a long time ago when i was just starting out in the hobby and i bought a copy in lockdown i played it online once and i've played it a few times here that's fantastic. And also Keeper, which is a more recent key series game. Some similarities, but very different gameplay. Oh, they're both excellent. Really good. Okay. So last question. 
Pete, are you doing the voiceover for this video? <laughs> well, uh, as, as previously mentioned, no way, Jose. Um, <laughs> I, I felt that actually uh, pure subtitles would do for this one because it is, it is so simple. Um, and so we've used um, Ferdinand, who's he's called the Cardboard Stacker. He's, he's done our campaign video. And actually, it fits really nicely. He's done this beautiful 3D animation of the board, and we've got some nice sort of Romanesque kind of background music, and it's just subtitles, very simple, telling you roughly what's going on. So yeah, no voiceover for me this time. It's 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 a great video. The only thing it's missing is Peter's voice, really. Uh, <laughs> only... Oh, I couldn't, I couldn't do, uh, I couldn't the do the Roman general voice. <laughs> I'm just looking at his stuff. I've never come across him before. Oh, but yeah, he's I mean, got a lot of cool videos. Oh, he's he's brilliant. I mean, he's a reviewer. He does the videos. He does also he does voiceovers, and he's a piano teacher by trade. So I, I was oh, wow. very pleased to hear that. Yeah. Um, so he's been in lockdown in the, in America. He's been he's been doing Zoom piano lessons. Can you imagine? Lumineck. <laughs> I mean, that's a challenge. That, that <laughs> is tough. I mean, that's yeah. on a, on a par with obviously James is a teacher, but teaching you know a classroom of kids but not being in the room that must just be horrific teaching piano though something where you really have to be able to, <laughs> to physically see exactly which, which oh yeah. i can't even i can't even begin no it's a, a challenge <laughs> a challenge indeed yes definitely okay so uh that's it thanks guys uh, it's been a pleasure chatting to you as always and as i say the link to the campaign will be in the show notes so if anyone wants to check that out just go to our website and click on the link or just search Kickstarter for uh, Tessera or go to boardgamehub.co.uk. That's the one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you very much for having us. Yeah, great to talk to you again, Matt. So, yeah, thanks again, guys, for taking time to chat with us. And uh, if you want to know more, then Tessera should be live on Kickstarter when you're hearing this, unless you're hearing it at some point in the future, in which case, if you're not in 2020 anymore, then uh, don't bother uh, trying to back the Kickstarter project because it'll have ended by now. But if you just go to uh, the Board Game Hub website and look for Tesseract, you can find out all the information you want there. But I'll put links to the Kickstarter and everything you need in the show notes on our website. So uh, that's the end of this uh, pretty short uh, catch-up episode. But as I say, we'll be back soon with uh, a full one with uh, news about all the lovely things we've been spending our money on or or playing i've got quite a few things to talk about so um yes if you want to get in touch with us you can find us on all the social media platforms we are on twitter instagram and facebook at togcast that's t-o-g cast you can listen to us online at our website or you can go direct to soundcloud.com forward slash offline gamer and you can subscribe to us in your favorite podcast app you can find us on youtube youtube.com slash the offline gamer for all of our kickstarter unboxings and previews and copies of our twitch streams and everything uh, that we do all on there and you can find all of the above and more at our website which is www.offlinegamer.co.uk where you can also drop us a line on our contact form to get in touch and if you appreciate what we do and would like to support us a little bit, then we have a coffee page or Kofi page, depending on how you want to pronounce it, which is ko-fi.com forward slash topcast. And you can buy us a coffee just to show your appreciation. 
and uh, that money will go towards uh, paying for the website and stuff like that. So that would be very much appreciated if you if you like us. Yeah. What was that little doodling noise in the background, just as I said, if you like us? Uh, was it my phone? I think it was your end. Mm, fascinating. I think it was my uh, my Dalio app asking me how I am. There you go. How funny. So, yes, there we go. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, as I say, we'll see you for a proper episode soon. And uh, it's goodbye from us both. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.